This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. My message to the, the, CEOs, the CEOs is, you know, at $74 million, you know, collectively earning that, you know, how many yachts can they need, you know, to, to, yacht, to water uh, ski behind it? You know, I mean, it's just crazy, you know. All right, we're doing today's show uh, in honor of uh, John Fetterman. I, I put on my, uh, my hoodie. Um, it's an old hoodie from Penn State from about 25 years ago. It's ripped in some weird places. I don't really know why. No, we're just happy to be here uh, doing a show for you guys today. Uh, this is this is the way we're gonna do the show for now, and I'll, I'll tell you the news the way I always do with papers and stuff, and uh, you know, rich people and poor people, and uh, you know, feel good, you know, the big, great, you know, with the, with the Senate, and you know, you know, it's all good. Can you imagine if I was dressed like this to do a show, when I'm supposed to communicate the news to you in somewhat of a sensible way? If I dressed like this, not only this, by the way, I really went all out today. So this is, of course, in honor of John Fetterman. I found the rattiest sweatshirt I could find in my house. This is, uh, this is David's sweatshirt from Penn State from like 25, 20 years ago or something. It's ratty. It's disgusting. I don't know why it's ripped like this. I mean, I don't know what he was doing in college. That makes me wonder. Uh, but I also, I went above and beyond because it's not just, of course, the ratty hoodie, the stinky ratty hoodie that John Fetterman wears. He also wears shorts. So I put on... Uh, these pink shorts. Now, these are obviously, this is marine layer. These are nice shorts, very soft and comfortable, way nicer than anything John Fetterman would wear. But I put pink on in honor of all of our trans brothers and sisters in the Senate and the Congress. There are obviously six or seven of them. I don't have to list them out. You can figure out who they are. Uh, but look, I, I, uh, we're going to do a show. We're going to do a regular show, but I honestly cannot do a show like this. So can you bear with us Give me just 30 seconds or so. I'll be right back. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report. It's September 20th, 2023. If you haven't subscribed, please do so over on Rumble, Locals, and Spotify. Just search Rubin Report. Tap that notification bell. Maybe you'll see our videos. And as always, we've got a post-game wrap-up at RubinReport.Locals.com. I feel much better. Who would want to listen to a person dressed like that? For the record, let's just not, let's just bust the illusion right now. I am still in the shorts. I forgot my pants. I forgot my pants. Okay. All right. It is what it is. Just bear with me today. Uh, but really, like joking aside with these people, the, the clips yesterday really caught fire, especially on Twitter, the, the Fetterman stuff. And it's just like enough, enough lowest common denominator related to absolutely everything. Enough destroying all of our norms. It doesn't mean you're like some prissy conservative and I have to always be dressed a certain way and have rules for everything. No, 
It's we should have basic standards. And you would not watch this show if I dressed like a common bum and we shouldn't have senators that do that either. But that's not exactly what our show is about. We do have some bum related people, uh, but it is further about that lowest common denominator thing because we seem to be governed, and it's not just us here in the United States, by a series of people who sometimes they say the right thing and we kind of like them while they're saying the right thing, but then they seem to always govern the wrong way. So we're gonna do a whole bunch here about immigration. Uh, there's a massive fiasco happening in Italy right now, but of course we know it's happening right here in the United States at our southern border and now leaking into uh, many of our cities. And then I'm gonna connect that with sort of how Hollywood and the, the pundit class and the celebrity class and the Hollywood elite I suppose more than anything, uh, frame the issues for us culturally so none of us actually know how to fight the problems when they arrive on our doorstep. And in this case, at least at the immigration level and the amount of people coming into America right now, they are at our doorstep for real. It also keeps us distracted from the real issues. So let's talk about all that, but first, Birch Gold. Well guys, Congress, once again, has allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration and raising the debt ceiling for the 79th time paving the way for continued reckless spending and further devaluation of the dollar. As our national debt continues to skyrocket, how are you protecting your savings? Times like this are a great reminder to diversify a portion of your savings into gold, and you can do that with the help of Birch Gold. And here's the easiest way to do it, guys. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. And as BRICS, that's Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, band together against the dollar, more and more central banks are diversifying. You know what you're, they're buying? God, you're good. Yeah, it's gold. Follow their lead. Visit birchgold.com slash Dave for your free info kit on gold. There's no obligation, just information with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. Birch Gold can help you protect your savings as well. Birchgold.com slash Dave. Birchgold.com slash Dave. And now back to me. Okay. So this show today is going to be a little bit all over the place, but for those of you who are clever, for those of you who can find little Easter eggs and who wanna follow me along this ride, I think you will see how we bring this thing home. I wanna start with a clip. Uh, this is from January of 23, so beginning of this year. Uh, this is comedian Louis C.K. on Joe Rogan, and you might go, Dave, why are you starting us off with a clip from a comedian you know, about nine months ago. Well, it was making the rounds yesterday, all over Twitter, this clip was blowing up and it was blowing up because of the immigration crisis that we have in our country right now. And this idea that we should have open borders and let everyone in, we're also systemically racist, but everyone should come here and share in the, in the tyranny and all that stuff. Anyway, this clip of uh, Louis C.K. on Joe Rogan, he's explaining why he thinks we should have open borders and everyone should come to America. And that'll kind of frame us for the rest of the show today. My feeling is they should open it, the border, and just let them pour in, let everybody pour in. And, and then the answer, which is, well, then there'll be all these problems. Yes, there should be. It shouldn't be so great here, is what I'm saying in America. It shouldn't be. It's a weird thing to sequester a certain group of people and try to keep upping their lifespan and their lifestyle and just keep trying to increase that for this group of people. And then everyone's, and then this pressure of people trying to come in so they can enjoy it. Uh, and then it gets worse and worse down here. I mean, I'm not Canada. The, the, <laughs> it's really just from down here. Uh, there's something wrong with that. That's not a system that's working. And it forces people to do cruel things to other people. There's a lot of people that die so Americans can be safe. Mm. They're just dying 
you know, weddings that are drone bombed in Yemen because a guy said something that might have resulted in American insecurity, not even like definite American deaths, but like just so we can breathe a little easier. Folks die and folks do labor in unsafe places so that we can keep the prices where we like them. There's so much about American life that other people pay for. That's part of it. But also, it's not good for us either. It's not a good way to live in a gated community. You know, if, if you let folks pour in like any other wave, it'll kind of slosh. And then you'll just things will be different. I, I don't know, like, there. what'll really happen? A bunch of people, like, will they just come with knives and start <laughs> killing everybody? I don't think so. Uh, yes, actually. We'll show you some video of what's going on in Italy in just a moment. Uh, look, I, first off, I don't want to specifically make this about Louis C.K., the man Louis C.K. It's more about the ideas that are promulgated throughout Hollywood, and Rogan just kind of sits there listening to him as if any of that made any sense. Uh, so it's not about Louis specifically, but there. Are, this is what sort of mainstream leftist liberal group think is, oh, everyone should just come here. We don't want to be mean to anyone and not let them in here. But of course, these are the same people who will tell you that America is systemically racist and how horrible we are and capitalism's evil and all that, yet still everybody wants to come here and nobody wants to leave. Uh, Louis C.K. is worth about 35 million. We did a quick check on that. And he says that, that you know people shouldn't live in gated communities. Everyone in Hollywood basically lives in a gated community or has private security, et cetera, et cetera. I am going to guess, and this is then I will move on past Louis specifically, that he has a gate at his house and he likely has security with him when he travels and all of those things. So nothing, this is what they do. It's standard 101 stuff with leftists on almost everything. It kind of sounds nice, but they would never live their life that way. Wherever he lives, I, I'm guessing he lives in Beverly Hills or in, you know, do we know? He lives in Manhattan. Like I guarantee you he lives in a doorman building with a lot of security at that at that gate downstairs, at that big door downstairs, like without question and for good reason. And I don't begrudge him that. But all of these people, this is what they do. We should have an open border. Everyone should come. Nobody's illegal, right? No human is illegal. I'm gonna put a sign in my yard. Of course, my yard has a fence in front of it and we have armed security and you know a dog and electric stuff and all that. But I put a sign, so I'm obviously nice. Trans rights, man. It's all moronic. And then what happens? What happens? Well, over time, people in a country that hear this, and this is why politics is downstream from culture. When your entire cultural apparatus teaches you the wrong ideas, teaches you that you don't know between uh, men and women, two plus two now equals five, all of the wrong things, then over time you elect the wrong people, and then the policies are wrong, and you literally destroy freedom, right? Weak times create strong men, strong men, create good societies, good societies create weak men, and then the cycle continues, right? So with this borders thing that we'll get to what's going on in America, in Italy right now, this is absolutely insane what is going. There is a, a small island in Italy, Italy has a couple small islands, uh, not this one in this case is not Sicily, where Sofia Petrillo is from. This is from an island called Lampedusa, Italy. It has a population of 6,000 people. I wanna show you this tweet here from End Wokeness. Look at this, in a single day, 5,000 illegals stormed an island with a population of 6,000. It's not immigration, it's invasion. So there you can see it, there's the official, it's Wikipedia, but we did double check it. The island itself has about 6,000 native people who live there. 
and I think that is from The Guardian, over 5,000 illegal immigrants storm Italian island on a single day. No, now they're saying it's about 8,000, right? So now they've eclipsed the amount of people who are the natives to the island, and they have let them there. It's, it's also very bizarre, and we'll try to find out more about this over the next couple of days, because you know, about six months ago, Italy elected uh, Maloney, who she was coming across as sort of the Trump, very strong kind of populist right wing. We have a culture to defend, we have borders to, to defend and everything else. This is her moment. This is her moment right now. So we will see what happens. But anyway, the island now, an island of 6,000 natives, 6,000 Italians who have a culture and a lifestyle and food, which is usually pretty good. Uh, they now have 8,000 people on this island that have nothing in common with them, right? Here's a bunch of these people arriving on the island. Now, I wanna be very clear about something before Media Matters and the rest of the Daily Beast HuffPo losers come after me. This has nothing to do with race or racism. If it was 8,000 people who were all white, coming from Poland, it would still be a problem. There is a reason for the nation state, right? That's something that Louis C.K. doesn't understand. We all live in a nation and that nation sets borders and within those borders, it has a certain policy related to economic policy, related to speech, related to whatever. Now, not all of those things are equal, right? If you live in a Western country, you probably live in a freer place uh, than if you live in a communist country. But China as a nation sets policy for the Chinese and sets a border policy. And the United States sets a border policy. We don't actually uh, you know, defend our border policy, but, but that's something different. But this has nothing to do with race. What this has to do with is a, how can a functioning society exist if anyone can just be part of it at any time and if nobody will protect the border so anyone can just show up and start mooching off the system and basically taking over the town. So check out this video of, of these new illegal immigrants. These are not migrants. These are not whatever nice word they wanna use of the day to confuse you. Illegal immigrants basically just taking over the entire town on this tiny island. Now again, guys, this has nothing to do with race, and I don't think inherently all of those people are evil people, or they're up to no good, or they want to rape or pillage or anything else. But imagine if you were the, the mother, there was a young mother there, probably in her 20s, pushing that stroller with that little girl, and you live on this tiny little island, you know where the local stores are and everything else, you just live your kind of quiet life, and then one day, 8,000 people show up, more than the current population of the island, and they have nothing to do, right? They don't have jobs, so they're just kind of hanging out. And then what happens when a bunch of guys, and isn't it interesting that it's all guys who look like they're in their early to mid 20s? Where are all the girls? Where are the old women? Where's grandma and grandpa and everybody else? It's all young men. How do you think she feels when she's pushing that stroller down that little street there on that island? You think she feels safe? And actually, is she safe? And again, it has nothing to do with race, but a bunch of young guys in their 20s with no jobs, Nothing to do sitting around. You think they might start getting into trouble? You think drugs might start getting involved? You think some petty theft, the men 
some much worse crime, you think that might be happening? This is a bit of a throwaway, but here's something that happened in Switzerland yesterday, and for some reason, Phoenix wanted me to show it to you. It's, that was just because you have a soft spot for Italy and you wanted people to see that it's, it's not so great in Switzerland either. Yeah, so just like these things are just happening. They are just happening. And until we all say enough, Maloney, this is, uh, what's her name, Georgia Maloney? Georgia Maloney, right? This is your moment. Like you have, a, you have a very brief window right now. Get those people off that island. You don't have to go home, but you cannot stay here. It is as simple as that, and we better start doing that in the United States too. You know, the, the weird thing is, Europe was doing this 10 years ago, right? Letting in all these Syrians and Libyans and all of these people from all of these different places. And we can address that perhaps it is some of the policies of the United States and the Western nations and Europe, et cetera, who have caused the upheaval that leads to the mass migration. But that doesn't mean you just fall on the sword and give up your country. Germany is suffering from that right now. Their social services are absolutely collapsing because of that. And they're not the only one in the West. So Italy, which seemed like it was about to kind of turn around, right? And be like, no, we will protect, we will protect this. You cannot have all our pasta or our risotto. We are protecting it. We like our bucatini. That wasn't an Italian accent, but you get the point. It seems like they're going down the wrong path too. Uh, but okay, let's bring this to the United States because Guys like Louis C.K., but again, this is the Hollywood elite. Nobody should be illegal. Or the, what the other thing they do is they say, nobody should be illegal. Then all these people start coming. And then we get people like, uh, you know, Mayorkas and our politicians and our leaders of some sort who get up there and say, no, 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 the border is safe, right? Uh, Kamala Harris goes on every TV show. The border is safe. The border has never been safer. Safer. Well, here's the border. Uh, Emily. Up oh, here you go. You, you got you got people coming in now. Take a look at this. A oh, lot of young go. adult men being let through now. So every here person who was just let through is a uh, appears to be a single adult male. Brian, if we can turn around really quick. I don't know if they're all with the same group. Let me try to ask them really quick. Hola, hablas okay. español? De dónde son? De dónde son? Ghana. 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 You're from Ghana. Okay. You're from Haiti. You're from Haiti. So, all right, there we are. That's Bill Malugin, who does a really fine job for Fox News. And Fox News, by the way, is the only uh, mainstream media covering this at all. There is a, it's an invasion. It's an actual invasion. Those guys have no right to be in the United States. Do we have a border or do we not? If you don't have a border, you are not a country. Why are a bunch of guys from Ghana, and again, it's all guys, all in their 20s, wandering through Mexico, and then we have our immigration agents, right? We have our officers literally opening the door for them. Go on in, well, could you just wait? If they think it's like a freaking ride at Disneyland. Oh, we, well, we let in eight people. We gotta wait for this ride to go around, then we'll let you guys in. Just give them a second. The bathrooms are over there. Why don't you get some cotton candy while you're waiting? It's ab absolutely insane. And then what's happening is they're being exported throughout the country. So you know where they're ending up right now? They're ending up in, uh, in, well, in many places, but one of them is San Diego, perhaps one of the most beautiful places in all, despite the fact that it's in California, in all of the United States, a place where it is 78 to 81 every day. Nobody cares about anything other than eating fish tacos and getting a good tan. Well, here's San Diego yesterday. 
Take a look at this video out of San Diego yesterday afternoon. What you're looking at is three unmarked white Border Patrol buses. They pull up and they start releasing several hundred illegal immigrants to city streaks and sidewalks in San Diego across from a transit terminal. Uh, people were on this bus from as far away as China and Pakistan. And keep in mind, these buses are not from Texas. They're not Greg Abbott's buses. These are the Biden administration's buses. This is Border Patrol mass releasing people. You can see handfuls of them are standing around not knowing where they are, what to do, where to go next. And there was a remarkable exchange between one migrant and a Border Patrol agent as he asked the agent, hey, am I okay to travel to Chicago? And the agent says, yep, you're good to go. Take a listen. You're free to go I just want to say uh, to that specific illegal immigrant, dude, don't go to Chicago. You're going to get shot. I don't know what was going on in Ghana. Okay. I have no idea. I assure you, Chicago is no better. You stay in San Diego. Fish tacos. Fish tacos. Um, this is insane. Three buses. And did you catch that? This is not evil Greg Abbott in Texas doing this, right? Even though it's not Greg Abbott's job to protect the border. It's the federal government's job to protect the border. It's not Greg Abbott doing it. It is the Homeland Security, right? It's the federal government that's just saying, come on in. We're not doing our job and we'll give you a free ride and dump you into San Diego. It is an invasion. It is intentional. I don't know how to see it any other way. The other place that this is happening at, at a crazy rate is New York City. And we covered over the last two weeks how Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City, who is a leftist buffoon, uh, although he wears well-tailored suits, which, uh, that's nice at least, he's no Fetterman uh, in that regard. His, his suits do fit well. Uh, but he has let in 10,000 people a month. The city is being overrun. They are putting, uh, instead of having tourists in hotels, that's the way it used to be in the greatest city in the world, they are overrunning hotels. The Roosevelt Hotel, which is one of the most legendary hotels literally in the world, certainly was one of the top three hotels in New York City for decades, is now basically a mass migrant shelter. Uh, and the people of New York City have had it. Check this out from Fox. I had to spend so hundreds of dollars to get their school supplies. They're coming here not vaccinated. We just had a COVID crisis. They shut yes. our businesses down. Yes. They fired teachers, fire department for not getting vaccinated. Who do you think needs to do more? We hear from the mayor of New York who says he's doing everything he can every day as migrants continue to come in. We are, we are, I will say too, we're live on air, so, uh, but, you know, what do you think about what the mayor's doing and what should the president and the White House be doing? This is up to us. This is up to each and every one of us to stand up. Nobody's coming here for us. Right. We're here for ourselves. Oh, if we don't get up and fight for our city, nobody's coming for us. They're coming to destroy it. The reason why they're here is to steal our votes. That, that is a good man. Um, I have no doubt the machine's gonna probably come after him and he'll, you know, someone will try to get him fired from his job. If anyone knows who he is, if there's anything I can do to help him. I mean, I feel for that. I lived in that city for 20 years. I love that city. I, I've told you guys many times when I've written about it in my books, there were times in New York City Manhattan and the boroughs that my family had upwards of like 60, 70 people living in New York City. Um, there's one, I got one cousin left as far as I know uh, because everybody has fled. The last ones to flee were my, my sister and brother and their three kids now living in the free state of Florida. Surprise, surprise. Uh, when he says that no one's coming to help him, he's damn well right. Nobody, no one in that city is coming to help him. Rudy Giuliani is not taking over 
Again, unfortunately, I think he'd like to probably if he was a little younger, uh, but nobody's gonna save them there. And by the way, the mayor is not the person that can save you because it has to come from the federal government from stopping these people coming in the first place. Uh, but New York City's in an absolute free fall. I also love how the, the host on Fox, the guy says shit on the side. You heard the guy go, she's on the shit. She's like, we're on, we're on TV, please, everyone calm down. The city's being overrun, uh, zombie apocalypse. Would you watch your language? Anyway, here's Mayor Adams on what's going on. And remember, this is the same guy who gave a press conference two weeks ago, basically saying the sky is falling, they're all screwed. I wish I knew who was in, in charge. Uh, <laughs> but we cannot ignore the fact we spent $2 billion already. We're projected to spend $5 billion. That money is going to come from somewhere. We made great strides in supporting foster care children, putting money into housing, putting money into low-income New Yorkers, and really providing a way for those migrants that are here. If we don't receive help from the federal government and additional help from the state government, then this is going to come from somewhere and it's going to hurt low-income New Yorkers. And I'm glad the uh, Hispanic congressional delegation came through. They saw what we were doing. They walked out and stated that you guys have really done a dignified way of treating uh, the migrants and asylum seekers. This is wrong for the migrants and asylum seekers to be going through this, and it's wrong for long-term New Yorkers that depend on this revenue. I have to go back in November and find $5 billion out of our budget. This is just not right to this, to this city. Fuck off, man. I, I have just had it with these people. I really have. He has destroyed New York City. Little credit to socialist Bill de Blasio before him. But you see, even when at the end there, he's trying to like lay out his concern, he's, he mentions the illegal immigrants before he mentions the native New Yorkers. Native New Yorker, great song by Frankie Valley, by the way. Um, it, it's just so absolutely incredible. He deserves no sympathy. The only people I have any sympathy with are the actual OG New Yorkers who have to put up with these morons. And unfortunately, a lot of them voted it in too. Uh, but I still have sympathy for the people that are trying to own a business there, raise a family there and everything else. If you are sane, you just have to get out. But the idea that, oh no, the federal government has to come in and help him now, what he means by that is me and these guys and you watching this, you should pay more. Can we just get more money for this problem. Maybe we could put an extra floor on the Roosevelt Hotel. We could expand the rooms a little bit. You know, these poor illegal immigrants from Ghana, they need room service, man. Get them some lobster. Well, anyway, if there's a crisis in New York City, you know AOC is not too far away. And here she is uh, trying to explain why we need more care and hand-holding and housing and help for these people. Fortunately, the people listening to her weren't really having it.
I really, I already dropped the F-bomb once. I can't even say what I'm thinking about her. Like, it, it is just incredible. First off, there, there is consensus amongst the people here. We should have more federal resources. Oh, I'm shocked. A Democrat politician. There's consensus that someone should give us more money. If we just had more money, we could solve this problem. We don't have enough money. Could someone please write us a check? That's one thing. Maybe she should talk to Zelensky. I heard he's doing okay these days. Uh, then her thing that we just need a work authorization situation. These people need jobs. No, they need to leave. You cannot stay here. You are illegal. You just wandered in. Some douchebag at the border let you in and he should probably be fired or his boss should be fired, but you gotta go. You can't stay here. But this idea that they need jobs, this is the same dullard. This is the same dopey, dingbat, socialist moron, AOC, who when Amazon tried to bring 40,000 jobs to Queens, right? They were gonna bring it to the New York City area. She fought Amazon because she doesn't like big companies, right? She doesn't like giant corporations. So 40,000 jobs that maybe these people could have got, I wouldn't have been for that. It doesn't really make sense. But if she cared about jobs, she wouldn't be fighting corporations that try to bring jobs and healthcare and everything else. Liar, buffoon, moron. So how did we end up in this situation where we are governed by people like, a or at least if you live in New York, you're governed by people like AOC, you're governed by Eric Adams. How did we end up in a situation where people can turn on the TV every day and see illegals wandering in and be like, how can I help them? How did we end up there? Well, there has been a culture war raging for many, many years. And this one, this segment and the next two segments actually don't give me any great pleasure because I'm gonna talk about a couple people who I've really ad admired and liked in a lot of ways. I'm gonna talk about Howard Stern for a second because he had a, a clip. Now it's interesting because Howard Stern was the, he was the king of radio. He used to call himself the king of media. Howard Stern, again, I grew up in New York City. I used to listen to him when he was on, what was it, 92.3 if I'm not mistaken, or 90, what was it? What was his, it was W, well, eventually he was on WNBC. Or whatever it was, when he was on AM radio in, in New York City and, and became absolutely huge, eventually went to Sirius XM. It's a little bizarre because it's hard to tell if he has any cultural relevance anymore other than he says stupid things every now and again and then people respond to it. Anyway, he went after Lauren Boebert uh, because, you know, the other day Lauren Boebert got her boobs squeezed and people were freaking out. And, you know, again, some people like squeezing boobs. Some chicks like getting the boobs squeezed. We can debate all about that till the cows come home. Um, but but uh, Howard Stern went off on Lauren Boebert. You'll see how I'm connecting this to everything else. Go. Lauren Boebert is a disgrace to this country, it, not because of the, the video. You are 100% right. Forget the politics. She's in a uh, titty dress. If you saw the video, she's in a titty dress. She's with some dude. Looks like she's, you know, obviously vaping, but also looks like she might be grabbing his penis during uh, Beetlejuice. And uh, her, and he's is playing Beetle with her. Is a sexy play? <laughs> it's a very erotic play, evidently. I re I remember the movie. It was nothing sexy about it. You didn't grab anybody during the movie. I guess the play is much hotter. Uh, but uh, but she was wearing a tight titty dress. Uh, I I've seen porn stars wear more. Okay, so I want to explain how I'm linking this all together just quickly on Howard Stern. You know, my first gig, really, my first sort of paying, like, legit media gig was at SiriusXM. I had a weekly Sunday show at SiriusXM. Howard had his own wing over there at Sirius, and then the rest, virtually everybody else. You know, there's a hundred other Sirius channels, sports channels, lifestyle channels, celebrity channels, everything else. We were all on another side as him. 
but I always wanted to say hi to him and see him. I've had many dreams in my life that I would be on Howard Stern. When I wrote my two books, the only show that I asked my agents to get me on, I didn't care about any other show, was Howard Stern. Never, never happened. Doesn't, doesn't matter. I've lost a lot of respect for him over the years. His COVID stuff has been insane. His politics are all completely just standard leftist backwards, whatever. Uh, but the way I'm linking this to everything else is, and, and it's sort of like the Louis C.K. thing, our comedians, our radio guys, our, our cultural, uh, the cultural people who put things together that make us start thinking things. It's like Howard Stern, you've been like the most over the top, oversexed, whatever. And I'm not, I don't even, I don't think sex is bad. I'm not even judging you for that. But that, that now she got her boob squeezed. And yes, she shouldn't have done it at Beetlejuice. Something just funny about that in and of itself and the vaping or whatever. But like that you sit there in judgment of her as if she's the problem with society. She's actually been a pretty good legislature, legislator, pretty good congresswoman for, uh, for Colorado and, and Denver's a huge freaking mess, but she's done a pretty decent job, especially on the gun front. But anyway, Howard Stern, this guy, did you guys see the movie? Did you see Private Parts, the movie? Did you ever see it? It's actually a pretty good movie, but one of the things that Howard Stern actually did when he wants to talk about degeneracy and everything else, live on air once on AM radio, he had a woman call in, I think she was a porn star, and he had her sit on a giant speaker, right? And he turned the bass all the way up, and then he went like this, for like three minutes in a row on air while she was sitting on the speaker with the bass up so that she would have an orgasm. Lauren Boebert got her boob squeezed and there's a real problem. <laughs> this is probably the weirdest show we've ever done. Anyway, Ben Shapiro wasn't having it with Howard Stern. He made the point. Uh, Howard Stern spent his entire career degrading and humiliating women, but he's off the hook because he mirrors all the politics of the left. That, that really is the point here, right? You can always be wrong about everything. You can be wrong about COVID. You can be wrong about immigration. You can be wrong about absolutely every policy. But if you just repeat the talking points of the left, the system will always protect you. Uh, it's very rare that you can abuse the system to the point that it will kick you out. Although every now and again, it does happen. And Howard Stern, this, this is another clip that was sort of related to all of this. Howard Stern did once interview Harvey Weinstein before the whole thing blew up. And uh, take a listen to this. Why not stay single? I got to figure every starlet in Hollywood wanted to at least blow you. You know what I'm saying? Did you did you ever get to experience the uh, I'm going to say the mogul aspect? I mean, do a little coke, you know, hang out with uh, you know I don't know uh, Julia Roberts, give you a hand job, something. You never got any of that, Howard. As you know only too well, it doesn't work that way. It, it doesn't you, really. No, I'll tell you who it works that way for. It works that way for the actors. No, you know, come on. Every are, girl knows no. that, 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 that if she's a competent actress, if she could get on your good side. You could make her a star over fucking night. Don't tell me it doesn't work. Howard, that way. I wish, it, I wish the, the movies are too expensive, the risks are too great. It doesn't happen that you way. You can't anymore. walk into the room, pull your you pants know. off, and say, okay, honey, John, let's talk John. to All right, so first off, obviously Weinstein is lying there. And, and again, I'm only bringing this up because, look, I, I don't care about people doing drugs privately. I don't care about people getting hand jobs. Everyone I know has gotten a hand job from Julia Roberts. I mean, come on. Rock was like, yeah, I, well, one time, yes. I, I. Um, the point is that he's on one hand, these are the cultural tastemakers. And when you're a leftist, you can do and say anything and you're protected. And when you're not, they'll destroy you. So Bobert got her boob squeezed. We got to take her out. Howard Stern's been doing this forever. I, just one more kind of disgusting one from, from Howard Stern, as long as we're, we're doing this. This is the day after the Columbine shooting. It's a bunch of chaos, shooting and 
Boy, a bunch of good-looking girls go to that school. That guy was right. The guy who called in, he was a little too excited, but... You know, it, was like, it was like really good-looking girls running out of there with their hands over their heads. Yeah, I think the bomb teams are still working. Did those kids try to have sex with any of the good-looking girls? They didn't even do that. At least if you're going to go kill yourself and kill all the kids, like, why wouldn't you have some sex? Yeah, I would think that I, I would want some sex. But yeah, I mean, if I was going to kill some people, I'd take them out with some sex. I guess they were getting a rush from what they were doing. They said when, like, the, these guys were really against the good-looking girls because the good-looking girls wouldn't pay attention to them. I think the good-looking girls will be begging them to live, and they go, you don't have to beg because you're going to be dead in a minute. Yeah, don't cry. Oh, you're don't cry. Do you see my point? Do you see why maybe we need to fix culture? I'm not against sex. I'm not against drugs in the privacy of your own home. I'm not against any of those things. But do you see, that's the day after Columbine, and he's somehow talking about that these guys should have been banging these girls instead of shooting them. I mean, there's, I suppose, a degree of truth into that, but you get the point. You get the point. Like, we've, we've sort of destroyed our culture to the point that, you could be wrong about everything, and you're you're kind of elated for it. You're kind of inflated for it. Not elated. You're kind of inflated for it. It's a problem. It's a problem. So I, I, this 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 really is a show that will go down in my mind forever. Because the next guy I want to talk about is genuinely. I told you about Howard Stern was a hero of mine for a while, and he's been a huge cultural tastemaker. Well, now another one. This is a story that just came out because you know there's this uh, biography that just it just came out or it's coming out next week. It just came, it just came out a week ago of Elon Musk. Uh, and in the uh, biography, there is a story about when Elon Musk met Larry David. Larry David, in some ways, is probably my biggest comic icon in that he created uh, Seinfeld with Jerry Seinfeld. The character of George is based on him. I don't know that any show affected me more than Seinfeld uh, in terms of like comedy. And I lived in New York City, like basically a block away from where Jerry lived in real life, which was like two blocks away from where he lived on the show. And that whole thing was my life in many ways for 15 or 20 years. Uh, he then obviously went on to create Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, but he is like a crazy, crazy leftist, which he kind of acknowledges, by the way, on the show, which is at least I, I will give him credit for that. But I, but I love this guy in terms of the art, right? So I guess what I'm talking about today is sort of separating the art from the artist, and it can be very, very hard to do. Uh, but anyway, a story about Larry David meeting Elon Musk uh, was out in this autobiography, and the New York Post covered it, and I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, comedian Larry David reportedly wanted Elon Musk to curb his enthusiasm for the Republican Party. In a scene that could have easily come from David's HBO hit show, the irascible Seinfeld co-creator confronted the Tesla boss at a super agent at super agent Ari Emanuel's star-studded wedding in Saint-Tropez, France last year. David, an Emanuel client who officiated the nuptials between the talent agent and fashion designer Sarah Stoutinger, was seated at a table that included Musk, according to author Walter Isaacson. In his new biography titled Elon Musk, Isaacson wrote that David seemed to be fuming According to Isaacson, David asked Musk, do you just want to murder kids in school? David appeared to be referencing the mass shooter in Uvalde, Texas, which claimed the lives of 19 children and two teachers. The killings took place just four days before the May 28th wedding. No, no, Musk, who was said to be baffled and annoyed, replied, I'm anti-kid murder. The mogul reportedly told David, then how could you vote Republican? Dave, David repeatedly, sorry, reportedly asked Musk. Isaacson wrote that David confirmed to him the details of the reported encounter. So again, do you see what I'm trying to do here? I don't want to go after Larry David. I would love to meet Larry David and have a stop and chat, as he would say, okay? But these people, 
that are somehow in charge of our culture get all of the important things wrong and then it leads to bad politics. So that Larry David would be at a wedding in San Tropez, France, one of the most beautiful places in the world, surrounded by all rich and beautiful people, sitting at a table with Elon Musk, a billionaire, yelling at him because of his support for Republicans, which Elon Musk isn't even a Republican. He's, we've discussed it on the show many times. He's basically just a disaffected liberal. And his entire life, he only voted for Democrats until the last election. But Larry David felt the, the righteous indignation to basically say you wanna kill kids while at Ari Emanuel's wedding. You got it. Anyway, they discussed this on The View. So of course, Joy Behar had to defend Larry David. And disagree with you, Sonny, because I actually see Alyssa's point here. I think there's a spectrum of people that actually have nuanced views on this is a complicated matter. And what Larry David did, what I'm witnessing here would be just a gotcha moment. There's no way to respond. There's no way. One, I don't think anyone's for murdering children. So that's just an over the top statement. And how are you going to then dive into what you believe your gun stance? Because we only get two parties to pick from and sometimes they both suck a little. And so not equally so, but to me, everyone has different reasons they go for which party to reduce it just to if you vote this way, then you must be this. But I just Democrats think that's reductive. Vote, the Democrats and, vote to get rid of these, but, these white rifles. But, and the Republicans don't. That's all we're saying. Oh, joy. Oh, joyless, brainless joy. Um, first off, the blonde, whose name I always forget, and it's not worth knowing. I, she actually made sense. She actually made sense, right? Like, everything she said there fully made sense. Credit to nameless blonde person. Joy Behar, oh, it's the Democrats who just want to do, the Democrats just want to take guns away from law-abiding citizens. So obviously, they're the good guys here. It's very bizarre because none of these shootings are ever done by members of the NRA. There are good guys who kill bad guys with guns. These are always people with mental health problems. Remember that Uvalde shooting, that was one of the most twisted ones that, we, that we've had in America. And I think it was ultimate, I think it was six, uh, 17 kids, I mean, elementary school kids who were killed and two teachers, if I'm not mistaken. That was the, the shooting that the next day, uh, Joy, another Joy, uh, Joy Reid went on MSNBC and said that this was not a mental health issue, this was a gun issue. And it's like that, like the level, and that's the confusion that Joy Behar and Joy Reid have. I don't know what it is with the name Joy. But like, first off, if you take more guns away, then people can't protect themselves and then bad guys will be emboldened. Also, the more laws you have, bad guys generally don't abide by laws, right? Chicago has the most strictest gun laws in the nation and also the most shootings. Again, that poor guy from Ghana is probably gonna be shot this weekend. And I blame that on the Democrats. Um, so joy, it's obvious, joy, either joy, it's obviously, it's a mental health issue. It's a prescription drug issue. It's a societal issue. It's, a, it's what you people have done with our schools so kids are confused about their gender and what the very nature of reality is. That's what it is on everything else. Anyway, as if, you, as if Joy Behar and her just like, just like the simple, well, they wanna do something about guns, so they're, they're the good guys. As if, as if that like base level, nonsensical, useless analyzation is worthy at all Sonny Hostin actually doubled down on it. 
I mean, you, you seize the opportunity. How often is Larry David going to be sitting next to, to Elon Musk? Who, and it's a legitimate question. You know, Republicans, whenever there's a school shooting, they don't want us to talk about it. This is not the time to talk about it. Well, when is the time well, to talk about it? definitely not a wedding. And so Larry stepped up and talked about it four days after Here. the thing. Good for him. Listen, I completely agree with you. Right. I, I think you take the opportunity to call people on it. AR-15s are weapons of mass destruction that should have no place in anyone's hands in this country. And if you vote Republican, I believe that you are complicit in that unless you are actively working day and night to change that within your party. It strikes me that Elon Musk is a little more interested in his money. He's a little more interested in Tesla. He's more interested in neo-Nazi platforming on Twitter or X or whatever the heck, because I can't use it anymore because I've been suspended from it and I don't even know why. And I just think that, you know, you have to really think when you align yourself with a party as to what that party is doing for you, your family, your country. And the Republicans, in my opinion, right. should be ashamed of what they're the executive who hired her at ABC should be ashamed. Everything she said there was backwards from the truth. And again, this thing that, yes, Elon Musk is making Twitter or X for neo-Nazis. Sonny Hassan's been, been banned from Twitter, suspended from Twitter. Is that right? Is that right? Well, we've got 10 computers working on that right now. Um, by the way, the Uvalde shooter who we referenced before, and that's what this was all about. That's what Larry David was pissed off about at Elon Musk over, as if Elon Musk has anything to do with the Uvalde shooting or anything else. The Uvalde shooter passed a federal background check to get gun, okay? He got the gun legally. We do have checks and you're going to have, there's no such thing as a perfect system. Humans are imperfect. So we build imperfect systems. And I'm being told on the fly right now that there is nothing to suggest that Sonny Hostin has been banned or suspended. She's on Twitter right now. So, okay, so that was yesterday's view. I don't know what the high hell she was talking about, which that should just be, that goes in perpetuity. If Sonny Hostin says something, I don't know what the high hell she's talking about. Anyway, what is the left? And, the, and it's not even just the left. It's like this whole cultural blob of bleh. What is its sort of... Um, what is its main mission? Its main mission seems to be keeping a whole bunch of us stupid and scared, right? We're scared that random people are gonna come for, are gonna shoot us. We're scared that all, all of the stuff, right? The Republicans are gonna bring the white supremacists here and then Elon Musk will be Hitler too. I, I don't know, it's all ridiculous. Uh, but I wanted to throw back to some of the ways that they scare you. We should not forget when we're talking about people who just operate on fear. Uh, one of truly the worst most inauthentic leaders in all of the West, probably the, the most, you already know who I'm talking about, Justin Trudeau of Canada. Uh, here he is in 2021 uh, talking about kids and COVID and vaccines and how to, how to keep your freedoms because apparently he thinks he has the keys to those freedoms. If you've done the right thing and gotten vaccinated, you deserve the freedom to be safe from COVID-19, to have your kids safe from COVID, to get back to the things you love. And if you haven't gotten your shots yet, but want to travel this winter, let's be clear. There will only be a few extremely narrow exceptions, like a valid medical condition. For the vast, vast majority of people, the rules are very simple. To travel, you've got to be vaccinated. These travel measures, along with mandatory vaccination for federal employees, are some of the strongest in the world. 
Because when it comes to keeping you and your family safe, when it comes to avoiding lockdowns for everyone, this is no time for half measures. Already, we're delivering on the first of our vaccine commitments. And in the weeks to come, we'll get the job done on a vaccine passport for international travel. We'll be there to foot the bill for provinces and territories that roll out proof of vaccination programs. And we'll introduce legislation to make it a criminal offense to threaten or harass healthcare workers. How insane is that? Like two years ago, that's what that guy was doing. And that's what he did to Canada. And that led to the trucker convoy that then he suspended people's bank accounts and arrested people who just wanted to live freely all because of a vaccine that actually did not work. And they damn well know it. And we'll get to that in just a second. If there is any justice in this universe, that man should spend the rest of his life in jail. I see no other way around it. He infringed on millions of people's freedoms joyfully, otherwise we'll lock you down again. You had no damn right to do it in the first place. But speaking of awful leaders related to that, uh, as you know, in the last couple of weeks, they seem to want to bring COVID back. Dr. Jill Biden, got COVID and then Joe Biden was supposed to wear a mask, but he decided not to because he's better than you as a, as a politician and a Democrat, especially. Uh, and uh, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, who got it. And Whoopi's pregnant, right? Isn't she pregnant with five, five babies? Isn't that what I heard on something? I, I've heard that somewhere. Uh, anywhere, anyway, uh, New York Governor Kathy Seward, Kathy Hochul, uh, she is still pushing the vaccine. And listen, just really listen to this. She's telling you the last vaccine didn't work. as She's telling you, you gotta get a new vaccine. Tell everybody, don't rely on the fact that you had a vaccine in the past. It will not help you this time. <laughs> oh, you got the vax, the double vax. You got the booster. You know, they spun you around in a centrifuge and dumped goo all over you. And bleh. But no, no, do it again. Do it again. So it's fear mongering with everything because if they can keep you afraid all the time, you will turn to them. Might I recommend, maybe we'll do a, a Ruben report on locals. We did it once very early at the, uh, during COVID when we were doing like movie nights together. Maybe we'll watch V for Vendetta again. Because if you remember V for Vendetta, I, I don't wanna, it's a spectacular movie if you have not seen it, done by the Wachowski, I, well, I think they were brothers at the time, but now they're, the, now they're sisters, I guess. They became chicks or whatever, which, ugh. They're the ones, they also did The Matrix and uh, they did Cloud Atlas and a bunch of great movies. They're great filmmakers, regardless of whether they have penises or not. Uh, and uh, in, in uh, Viva Vendetta, there's this great moment where the, you know, the, the prime minister is losing control of the city and he's screaming on a big screen, we must show them how much they need us. I think William Hurt is the actor. He's, he's really great in it. And that's what these people are doing. Uh, but it's not just fear-mongering related to vaccines and shootings and, you know, that the white supremacists are going to come get you. It's also that climate change is here. The climate is coming for you. It's going to drown or burn you, perhaps drown and burn you. That would be a hell of a way to go. We'll all be dying in boiling hot water, something like that. Uh, and uh, Zelensky, Ukraine Zelensky a man who is enjoying the fruits of your labor as the uh, head of Ukraine. Uh, he showed up, it's the middle of a war, but he was able to show up to the UN yesterday. They're having their general assembly. And uh, he lectured us about climate change. Even though humanity is failing on its climate policy objectives, this means that extreme weather will still impact the normal global life and some evil state will also weaponize its outcomes. And when people in the streets of New York 
and other cities of the world went out on climate protest, we all have seen them. I'm pretty sure he said the quiet part out loud that some bad guy is going to weaponize the outcome of climate change. Like they're telling you, they're telling you, we can create a situation where you're gonna think that the sky is falling and we're gonna weaponize it. We, we are the baddies, that's how it works. But just think about this. We're told that this guy is in the midst of what is veering into World War III. He's out there, he needs your money, he needs your weapons, he needs your planes. By the way, did we find that plane, that F-35 that went missing? They did find it, where was it? Jersey, it was in Hackensack. Where was it? South Carolina. They found it in South, so it got lost in South Carolina. They found it in South Carolina. Yeah. That's exciting. Look at that, the government finding something, hot damn. Anyway, the guy's in the midst of this war, but he has time to show up to New York City to lecture us about climate change, a completely fabricated problem. Anyway, one more for you from a sane guy, which is why he's not allowed on mainstream media. Here's RFK Jr. on what totalitarian regimes are actually trying to do. Today, particularly, we have the rise of all of these new technologies for surveillance and control. We have AI technology, which, you know, is going to be, uh, give us all these new difficulties. We have, um, we have facial recognition technologies. We have technologies that can look through walls and find people who are hiding in homes. We have uh, now permits for 415,000 low altitude satellites that will be able to look at every square inch of the earth every day. We all have GPS on our watches and our cars that allow the government to follow us all the time. We're carrying around cell phones that allow not only corporations, but the government to listen to every conversation we have. So the, the, you know, the, the potential for excessive government power um, and the 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 uh, uh, and the, the rise of this kind of what I would call turnkey totalitarianism. If there if a, if a totalitarian regime ever gains control over our country, the level of control that they can impose upon us uh, will be you know it will be irresistible. Digital currencies is another thing, and you know now that you know they're of course they try to get vaccine passports. Um, but digital currencies, they can, they, if you misbehave, they can shut off your bank account. They can starve you to death. They can, you know, kick you out of your, your house. And this isn't theoretical. That's exactly what they did to the truckers during the, you know, the trucking protests in Canada. They shut down the bank accounts and credit cards of the truckers so they couldn't buy gas. They couldn't pay their alimonies. They couldn't pay their mortgages. They couldn't buy food for their children. And if government has the capacity to, you know, to starve you to death, it has the capacity to turn you into a slave. Really important right now that we fortify our constitutional rights, make them impervious to any kind of attack. Talk about a crazy way of like threading the needle on this show. How bizarre is it that his wife in real life is Cheryl Hines, who is married to Larry David on Curb Your Enthusiasm, or they're now divorced in Curb Your Enthusiasm, but like, what, what like a weird thing all that is. Anyway, that's the guy that Jake Tapper on CNN said he is too controversial to be allowed to be interviewed on CNN, right? That's the guy that the DNC will not allow to debate. That's the guy that if he shows up in Iowa, as we talked about last week, they will literally change all of the votes from him to Joe Biden. Quite literally, if he campaigns there, if you step foot in Iowa because they don't want a contested primary, the votes will all go to the incumbent Joe Biden. That's what we're up against. And uh, I guess, although I did say some funny things today, this was pretty freaking depressing. 
we having for lunch? Oh, we're having sushi for lunch. Uh, so that's pretty good. And uh, I just want to say that I didn't drone strike myself. And I love you guys. And uh, have a great day, everybody. Oh, postgame show, rubenreport.locals.com. See you in 30 seconds. Adios. How's my protege? I went one time for 13 days without sleeping and smoking crack and drinking vodka exclusively throughout that entire time. <laughs> I probably smoked more Parmesan cheese than anyone. What an idiot. Oh, what a loser. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a Biden. We cried too much. Yeah. <laughs> I rode my bike over to a cemetery nearby. Her boyfriend just died. Yeah, I'll throw in a wedding every now and then. But funerals are insane. Overwhelming grief. The chicks are so horny, it's not even fair. Yeah. Crazy horny. Grief turned into a, a hope for a love. Grief is nature's most powerful aphrodisiac. Trust in the process. Saturday. I got one Saturday. You're coming with. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to The Rubin Report. You can watch the show live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And you can join me for the post-game wrap-up every day after the show at rubinreport.locals.com.